Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 359 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her nutrition. Now, you know I'm going to be poking you a lot about nutrition as we go through the year because it's super important to keep circling back and reassessing and like, what am I doing and what am I not doing? Because it's so important to build a strong base. So that's what we're doing here. All right, we've got a terrific show and I'll tell you why. Because we have Chef Abby Gelman back again. I'm so excited. I'm doing a little happy dance. Whoops, almost dropped the mic. All right, so before we begin this episode, just know that it's made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, Hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. Here's your first reminder to click on iTunes after this episode, rate and review the show because I love hearing from you. And that's your first reminder. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind, her body, her life. It's all about her. Chef Abby Gelman, welcome back to the Her Podcast. Thank you. Always happy to be here with you. Well, to remind everyone once again that Chef Abby has a master's degree in nutrition. That's correct, Amundo. She is a registered dietitian and da 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 drum roll. She's also a certified chef. So in one beautiful, gorgeous bundle, we have everything that we need. So we're going to run with it, Chef Abby. So <laughs> what we're trying to do every month is is check in and see how people are doing and do a lot of um, education about what we seem to hear are the big questions out there and a lot of, you know, craziness and misinformation. Oh, no, there's that word again. Um, misinformation <laughs> and myths and craziness. So I would like to start right off the bat with artificial sweeteners. There's just mass confusion. So are we grabbing those little pink packets? Is that a good thing? Um, should we be doing this more au naturel? And that means everything from coffee to our cooking. Chef Abby, take it away. All right. Artificial sweeteners. So the first thing I think that people are confused about now is just the what's the difference between a natural sugar and an added sugar. So if you look at the new nutrition labels, a natural sugar would be what is naturally in fruit or in dairy products, things like that, that is naturally occurring. Then there's added sugar, which could be granulated sugar um, or brown sugar or all of the things that we recognize, but there's also maple syrup, maple sugar, molasses, honey, that is also added sugar, agave, definitely added sugar. So that all affects your blood sugar levels and will add, you know, sugar to whatever it is that you're eating. Then with artificial sweeteners, there's, um, you know, just like you said, the pink packets, the blue packet, the, you know, which packet do you want? So, um, 
it kind of depends. Each one's a little bit different. We're seeing a lot of things like stevia and truvia now. Um, and then there's sugar alcohols as well. And they all, some of them have zero effect on your calorie count. There's zero calories and zero effect on your blood sugar. But others do have a little bit of calories and they do touch on your blood sugar a little bit. Um, so it kind of depends on what product you're eating. And also they tend to be, you know, as much as 300 times sweeter than granulated sugar. So the more you eat um, these types of added sweeteners that are artificial, the more your body is going to want something sweeter because it's becoming more and more used to these higher sweetness levels compared to like if you had a, a half a teaspoon of honey versus a half a teaspoon of um, stevia or something in your tea, there are very different levels of sweet taste. Well, you know, I, I, I was looking at this whole list of, of common artificial sweeteners that I have in front of me. Yeah. And there are some I please just run away from, right? And so yeah. aspartame, yuck. Oh, yeah. no. Um, just absolutely awful. Uh, and you know what really bothers me also um, is that you know, these sweeteners are so much more sweet than something that's natural. I think it takes your reward center in your brain into overdrive. I mean, there's one I was looking up, okay? There, there are a couple of new ones that have just come out and, mm -hmm. and it's just nuts stuff. And it's for cooking and baking. So there's one that's sold under the brand name Newtame and it is, hold on to your bra straps, this is 13,000 times sweeter than table sugar. Can oh I ask, God. can I ask you a question? What, what in the heck do we want to be eating something that sweet for? Yeah. Well, it'll just kind of get you kind of hooked, but there's another one, whoa, it's another one called Advantame. This also is, okay. um, for cooking and baking. These are brand new. And this one is 20,000 times sweeter than table sugar. People, wow. this is nuts. Now, I, I really, you need to just look up common artificial sweeteners and just run the opposite direction, you know, um, from them. Because think about it for a second. I mean, seriously? Why would your brain need to be overstimulated like that? It'll just, you know, kind of prime you to want more and more of this super sweetness instead of yeah. what Chef Abby said, which are the easier ways um, to sweeten, like in, in cooking and back and forth, why not add carrots? Why not add, yeah. um, you know, citrus juice? You know, you could squeeze some orange juice. What are other mm -hmm. natural ways that kind of veer away from these crazy numbers? What other ways? Yeah. Well, for so baking, separate from, like, putting something in your coffee or your tea. So baking can be a little bit trickier because it is chemistry. But you can generally cut out about half of the sugar in a recipe and be fine. 
it might take some trial and error, you know, that there's a difference between muffins and cookies and, and that kind of thing. But if you have a, you know, a muffin recipe that you want to make and it has one and a half cups of sugar, cut it in half easily first cut it in half. Um, you can also, instead of granulated sugar, you can use honey or maple syrup and use even, so if you cut it in half, then you can even cut back more and you do about two thirds of that amount um, because it is liquid and it is a little bit sweeter tasting and adds other flavors to um, whatever it is you're making versus like a granulated sugar. But if you're drinking something, yeah. you know, have some honey or yes. have a little bit of honey or a little bit of maple syrup. Okay, now people, okay, here we go. So now we're saying maple syrup, molasses. What about molasses? Does that work at all? Molasses is better for baking. I'm not sure I would add it to my No, no, tea, no. I'm just saying for, 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 sure, baking. for baking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, then people, you know, are starting to break out into sweats out there in the Herb Podcast land because they're, <laughs> they're confused. They're like, okay, wow. So for a long time, I was told all this stuff was like evil. You know, like you should be right. veering away from all carbs. Can we go to the all carb place for a minute? Which means that, oh, yeah. you know, there are people who say, oh, I don't do carbs at all. And my retort is usually the same, right? It's like, so you don't do fruits and vegetables? And they go, oh, no, 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 I do those. Well, do you not understand what a carb is? So, Abby, take it away. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of laugh now because I feel like some of the diet trends have, have forced this low or no carb thing in it. People are confused. You're right. They They just assume carbohydrates are only white processed foods or like bread, right? Or pasta. But um, carbs are in most everything we eat. So um, like you said, fruits and vegetables are full of, so there's a difference between complex carbohydrates, which are the carbohydrates found in whole grains, fruits, vegetables, beans, and legumes, which are super important for our bodies and our brains. We need to fuel everything properly. And then simple carbohydrates are things like granulated sugar or um, white processed things like um, a loaf of, like a, I don't want to call out any, (laughs) any names, but like if you went to the grocery store and got a packaged white, bread, you know, using processed white flour, um, all of that kind of stuff. So the, the thing I like to explain to give you a visual is if you take a very hearty piece of whole grain bread that you bought at your local bakery, maybe there's some nuts and seeds in there even, but like a really hearty piece of bread and you put it in a bowl of water and then you take a piece of white packaged bread, just a slice of bread um, from whatever your store brand is, and you put it in a separate bowl of water. In one minute, that white piece of bread completely dissolves. It does not even, like, you cannot pick it up out of that bowl. But in that one minute, you can still pick up that whole piece of really hearty bread. It's still all together and compact. 
So that's what happens in your body. So those processed white flours and anything that is um, a simple carb, your body breaks down, your blood sugar spikes pretty quickly, and you're hungry again later. But if you have something hearty, so you have fruit and vegetables, which has fiber in it, you have a whole grain, something that has fiber in it, you know, all of these things, it takes a long time for your body to break it down. So then your blood sugar doesn't spike and you feel satisfied for much longer. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's go right down the list of of just the absolute best carbs that you really want to have balancing in your life. And, and remembering that, you know, if you're gluten sensitive or whatever the issue is, you know, just making certain um, that you know what you need individually. We just give general ideas here about what's going to work. So let, let's look at a balance of carbs. Great. So for, I mean, we can talk about different meal periods and ideas too. So like a whole grain would be anything from, you know, oats. They could be rolled oats. They could be steel cut oats. Those are still whole grains. Um, it could be brown rice as a whole grain. It could be um, farro or quinoa or any of any, you know, of these new grains that we're seeing around like sorghum or millet. Um these are all whole grains and really great um, complex carbohydrates. So those are on our positive list. Fruits and vegetables, which we've already talked about. And if they're whole, that's the best, right? You know, so you have an orange, you have an apple, you have some carrots. Those are all really great sources of complex carbohydrates and all that good fiber and nutrients. Dairy also has a ton of carbs in it, and it's in the form of lactose. So if you have yogurt, if you have cheese, if you have milk or kefir, um, any of these dairy products have good carbs in them. And depending on if you have lactose intolerance, some uh, have, like, so hard cheeses, a lot of hard cheeses, the lactose may have um, been fermented out or in some yogurt brands, you just have to look on the label. Um, it's got less of the lactose. So read the label. Yeah. So what, 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 what should people be, you know, really looking for when it comes to the label? So if you're looking at a yogurt, for example, and it says, let's say you get a Greek yogurt and it's plain, then it will show anywhere between probably 10 and 15 grams of protein and it will probably well it will definitely also show some sugar but that sugar is the natural sugar if you get a fruit yogurt so a yogurt that has a flavoring in it that is fruit or vanilla or has fruit on the bottom anything like that it will be broken out as total sugar and added sugar so if the total sugar is 10 grams and the added sugar shows five grams, that means that five grams came from the actual natural sugar in the yogurt and five grams is coming in the form of additional sugar. So that's that added sugar from that fruit or flavoring. Does that make sense? Okay. And, and you know, what I worry about is, I mean, I get that 5%, whatever it is, posh or mm, yeah. posh oh, or yeah, whatever it's pause. called. Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't have any added sugar, yeah. you know, in terms of, you know, sugary, gooey, syrupy stuff or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just so filling and yeah. it's got that wonderful fat in it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I definitely don't do the no fat. That's ridiculous. Um, you should have some <laughs> level of fat. 5% yeah. is the most they're offering in that one particular brand, yep. which you can find in almost every, you know, grocery store. But I just run the opposite direction from those syrupy, nasty things because yeah. you're just gobbling up, you know, at least 20 grams of sugar. Yeah. I mean, of like sugary, sugary, you know, syrupy, weird stuff. Exactly. And you sort of cancels out the whole purpose for having the yogurt in the first place. You know, it's like an excuse to just, you know, have a bunch of uh, syrup. So, you know, just go for the other stuff and then add fresh berries. Yep add walnuts, mm -hmm. add chia flaxseed. I mean, really, you know, make that a more fulfilling way to get your, you know, sweetness and, and back and forth. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And you know, so one thing I love is if you actually take some berries and you mash them up a little bit first so that they get really juicy and then you mix it in. So then that juice gets like, you know, completely throughout the yogurt um and it and it makes it you know like the whole thing tastes like raspberry then you know because you've just crushed a bunch of raspberries and mixed them all in there mm-hmm mm -hmm. um so i uh, what i'm also looking at now are you know just how to read a label is there like a limit to this sugary sugary stuff in there um, so if I'm reading it, should I immediately break out into a sweat, run the opposite direction, drop that product on the ground? Um, if it has 20 grams of refined sugar in it, what should, what should someone be thinking about? Is there, as it were, shopping and reading labels? Yeah. Well, generally we, we want to remember when we look at a label that it is showing us a per serving. So that is one very important thing to look at. So if you look at a label and it says one serving is, you know, like one peanut, <laughs> you know what I mean? Make sure you're remembering that as you look through. So if you're looking at something like a yogurt or, or something like that, um, make sure that you feel the serving size is in a reasonable amount for you. Um, and then as far as sugars, it's kind of, we have, according to the dietary guidelines, we have a recommended amount of added sugars in a day. So on your, um, on your label, it will show the percent daily value. So for example, 10 grams, if it says 10 grams of added sugar, that's 20% of your daily value. And you said, 20 grams, which would be 40% of your daily value. So if you eat that item with 20 grams of added sugar, that's almost half of the amount of sugar you're supposed to have um, in a day. Okay. All right. Very good. So now you have some guidelines to follow. So that helps tremendously. Um, when someone is going shopping, they, you know, we have a rule and the rule is start First, with the peripheral aisles all the way around the, uh, you know, the uh, grocery store, because what are we finding there? Produce. 
Now, mm -hmm. are any produce items bad boys? Or is that a myth? So, no, I mean, it depends on you. So I think, I mean, I always encourage fruits for sure. Um, it's always recommended to actually eat the whole fruit. So eat the whole apple. Don't peel it. There's a lot of good fiber in that peel. Um, you know, eat the whole orange, not the orange juice. Um, those are kind of the thing. And then, you know, there's applesauce and cooked down fruit, which you're, doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just um, is processed a little bit. So if you make it yourself, that's very different than, than buying applesauce, for example. Um, dried fruit is also great for you, but it's dried, which means the amount that you eat should be less. So imagine how many um, grapes it takes to make raisins. So there's a very big difference between eating a cup of grapes and a cup of raisins. So the serving size for the dried fruit will be much less than than a whole fruit. So so the guide so the guideline then is that when you have dried fruit of any kind, um, you're going to have yeah. a small amount. Like you know, it'd be tablespoon. Yes. It'll be a very small amount because it's so concentrated. But the actual exactly. fruit itself is perfectly fine. What about things like figs? You know, you always find them. You mm -hmm. know, the Turkish figs and uh, dates yep. and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. What about those? Similar thing. So figs are if they're dried, a smaller amount. But if they're fresh. I think you can eat three or four, depending on how big they are. And again, eat the whole thing. You want to eat all of that good nutrition in there. You don't um, peel them or anything. And then dates are super, super sweet and have a lot of natural sugar in them. They also have a lot of fiber. But the serving size would be more like two dates. Um, and it's a really great sweet snack is if you take some dates and you take out the, the pit and then you can stuff some... Um, cream cheese in there or um, some sort of cheddar cheese maybe or ricotta cheese and some nuts so then you get kind of a very not kind of but you definitely get a very nice well-rounded snack that will also if you have a sweet tooth that'll that'll get you without the added sugar ah okay very good now between you and me you're the one who taught me to use dates to sweeten things. Yeah. I love that. Excellent. I mean, I'm not kidding. <laughs> if I want to sweeten up a protein shake, right? I just, you know, cut up some dates yeah. and just let it get chopped in there. And I mean, mm -hmm. my gosh, I, I have exactly what I want. And then, of course, one of my most favorite things of all is to take one of those delightful, beautiful glass containers with a little spigot, fill it up with fresh, cold water, and then, uh, you know, layer mm -hmm. into it all kinds of fruit so you know i could slice up some citrus yeah. and whatever i want i've done just mm -hmm. lemon alone lime alone but i've also done berries people don't think about that and in season watermelon and now you're getting fresh and you know a whole fruit but it's also a natural sweetness that's diluted by the amount of water you're going to drink with it um, which is so terribly important. So that's cool too. So, you mm -hmm. know, I think one of our biggest messages here 
is don't be afraid of carbohydrates so long as they're natural carbohydrates, natural. And um, yeah, that's mm -hmm. so important. Uh, again, arguing for whole foods. So the fruits, the vegetables, um, grains, so terribly important. Let's go to the grain place. A lot of people go, oh, I don't eat bread anymore because it's a carbohydrate. <laughs> okay, let's go to that little place and let's just clean this up, okay? It makes me so sad when people who, especially people who really enjoy bread, when they, they feel like they have to give it up. It makes me very sad. Um, you know, so... There's kind of a basic thing with bread. I always recommend that you uh, get it from a bakery. You know, go to your local bakery and get a nice, hearty, whole grain loaf. You know it's homemade. There's probably five or less ingredients. Um, it's not processed. They're using probably very high quality whole wheat bread flour or rye flour or, you know, whatever the type of bread is. Even sourdough, which is essentially fermented um, bread, is really good for you. And I know that people worry about, you know, I can't eat a whole loaf or it'll go bad or all these things. So what I tell people is to buy the loaf and then you cut it in half or you cut off however much you want to not eat. You wrap it in plastic wrap. You wrap it in aluminum foil you label it with what it is and the date and you put it in your freezer. So you have half a loaf of your bread. You can slice it up and have, you know, a piece of toast in the morning, have a sandwich, um, have a slice with dinner. Um, but you, then you don't feel like you're going overboard that you have to finish this whole loaf. And then when you're ready for the other half, the best thing to do is leave it on the counter to thaw out and usually that's enough. Or if you want it a little crispier on the outside, you can pop it in the oven for about 10 minutes at 400 degrees and it'll kind of get that nice crust again on it. I love it. I absolutely, woohoo! And you know, gluten-free, right? Go to that place in a big way. Um, so gluten-free, <laughs> if you do not yeah. have celiac, um, which is a, autoimmune disease or you do not have a sensitivity so if you eat gluten and you have a sensitivity you might have joint pain you might have red splotchy marks or get hives usually you will know if you are sensitive when you eat something with gluten in it celiac you have to get um, tested by your doctor but if you have neither of those things gluten is not bad so um, there's a lot of processed foods that are labeled gluten-free that are not better for you just because they're labeled gluten-free. And if you are someone who does not have a problem with gluten, which is the protein found in wheat, then there's no reason that you should deprive yourself of it. Um, it does not make you healthier to be gluten-free. It does not make your diet better than anyone else's. You know, if you can eat whole wheat, then, or grains that have gluten in them, then, you know, by all means, please do not deprive yourself of those grains. Okay. And, and I'm just arguing 
for balance. And we found mm-hmm. that generally speaking, assuming you don't have some fairly heinous medical condition or something, that science really shows, um, and you know this, Chef Abby, better than anyone, that a diversity in what you eat in the best of all worlds is what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you don't have to get crazy yeah. or anything, and you have to change it up every hour in the hour. But, you know, look at the diversity we get just season to season, right? You, you've been on this podcast before where we just talked about what's seasonal. Now, obviously, we have people yeah. who live mm-hmm. all over the country who listen to um, the podcast. And so right now in Arizona, I don't think you're, you're sweating, you know, big ski lifts here. Um, but, <laughs> you know, you have to be creative. Go to your grocery store. What I love more than anything else is go to a farmer's market. Obviously, not in the middle of winter when it's all snowy and everything. But, you know, honestly, look and see what's local. I love to support local farms and I I love the freshness of the produce and everything else that they have, um, including dairy, et cetera. And gosh, what's not to love? And that means you get to experiment. And I think that also gives us diversity. So it's not like in the dead of winter, you know, when there's <laughs> very little, you know, to choose from um, because not a whole lot's, you know, cooking there. Um, you know, that's cool. But as soon as spring opens up, boom, all of a sudden, all heck breaks out. And you start having some really wonderful options to be able to choose yeah. from, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, right now in the winter, too, I thought of this while you were talking, people, I feel like also are scared of potatoes um, and sweet potatoes, because they think they're very high in carbs. But potatoes and sweet potatoes are have so much dietary fiber, so many nutrients, um, you know, potassium and, you know, all of these things that we need. And you can eat potatoes and sweet potatoes. They don't have to be French fries. You know, throw a whole potato or a whole sweet potato in the oven. You have a whole baked potato. You know, you that's a really good base for a meal, too. You can have that at lunch. You can put some cheese on there and maybe some beans or legumes or something. That's a great meal and you get all your bases covered, maybe some broccoli in there. But don't be afraid of of things like potatoes either. Yes, yes. You know, um, I personally just love to be able to have sweet potato, which I think is wonderful. And there's that word sweet. Oh no, it's carb again. Um and so <laughs> and, and but you know, what what's that color mean? What does that color with sweet potato oh, it's mean? The, it's the orange is vitamin A. So yes. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. There's beta carotene in there. Oh, yes. yeah. All, all great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. please remember that, you know, that, that crazy little saying that just keeps beating up the internet, you know, the, the whole issue of strive for five and five colors and your vegetables and fruits. I kind of try to macho it out and see if I can outpass the five, um, you know, have like <laughs> the, the salad from hell, you know, with everything in it. And then, yep. you know, I top that off with other really cool things that I can add. Um, so, I mean, how cool is that? Just think creatively. Whole foods, please. So artificial sweeteners to wrap it up. Please, there are some really wonderful natural ways to do this. Hey, I just thought of something. What about monk fruit? Do you like monk fruit? 
Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's, uh, gosh, I feel like I have one and I don't remember off the top of my head what the calorie count is in it. Um, but that's a fine sweetener. It's been very popular lately. Um, you know, I would just as well use honey or maple syrup or something. Um, it says monk fruit sweeteners are made from the fruit extract. They may be blended with whatever the hell. Okay, monk fruit extract is about 150 to 200 times sweeter than like your regular sugar. The extract contains zero calories, zero carbohydrate, zero sodium, and zero fat. Okay, so that's why people like it because it's not artificial technically, but it does not affect blood sugar or add calories. No, no, because if it doesn't have the carbon and it's not going to influence insulin levels, which of course, right. you know, if those things go screaming up to the ceiling like you get with artificial sweeteners, then you stimulate appetite shooting yourself in the foot. So then you have a little bit of that artificial sweetener and you go, oh, now I want to eat all the carbohydrate that's not tacked down. And then you <laughs> say, wow, did someone just take over my body? What 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 is going on here? And I just told <laughs> you why because it's ridiculous you're you're consuming a science fair project that's messing with your insulin levels and messing with your reward center in your brain go natural i have plenty of just super natural honey around and uh, i cook with molasses dates carrots there's just so many other great ways to do this and then yeah. when it comes to carbs in general diversity please you know don't be saying and i had one leaf of iceberg lettuce today <laughs> and i feel whole no no you feel whole <laughs> like a nutcase no don't do that you know i mean for crying out loud get some red in there get some dark green you know the deeper the color you know, the higher the level of all those antioxidants mm -hmm. we want to be able to consume to boost our immune system. Yep. So don't be just doing this little white colored, you know, iceberg lettuce. I mean, with all due respect to iceberg lettuce, um, it certainly is better than, you know, a mac and cheese. But okay, there you go. Well, Chef Abby, I mean, once again, I could talk to you for maybe forever. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure all of our listeners are saying, can't she say more? But we have come to the end of our marvelous episode. We've learned all about artificial sweeteners and, the, and uh, you know, how to dispel a lot of the myths around what carbs mean uh, in our life and really prioritizing whole food carbs, not science fair project, ultra process carbohydrates and reading those labels carefully. Chef Abby, thank you so much for being on the Herb Podcast again. Sure. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, we can't wait for your next one. You've got all these little <laughs> nutrition nudges uh, that kind of push us ever so close to our optimal nutrition and, you know, not kicking and screaming, but actually embracing the journey. Okay, everyone, you've heard Chef Abby run on over to iTunes right now, rate and review the show. I'm listening for you because I'm Dr. Pam Peak, host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peak or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peak MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, and all the major platforms. Hey, thanks for listening today. Stay safe.
and stay well.